Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. In Oregon, large commercial dairies are categorized as confined animal feeding operations. They can house hundreds or even thousands of animals and have to follow rules by the Oregon Department of Agriculture regarding animal waste. The rules for these large farms didn't always apply to small mom-and-pop operations, but as the Statesman Journal recently reported, that is about to change. Now, even tiny operations will have to follow some of the same rules. Several smaller dairies say that complying with the new rules might put them out of business, and they've sued the state. Weneva Lavelle is one of those plaintiffs. She is the owner and operator of Pure Grace Farm in Marion County, where she has some miniature dairy goats. And she joins us now. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Can you describe your operation at Pure Grace Farm? Yeah, of course. So we're your typical family-operated small farm. We're located in um, Hubbard, just south of Portland. We're on 17 acres, uh, pretty much just uh, grass hay fields and some seed fields. And uh, our goats are able to access those all the time. Right now we have nine goats, um, six of those being does, which... um, Three are currently pregnant, and as soon as I'm done with this, I'll be heading back out to the barn to make sure one's not having babies as we speak. Um, We also have a new addition of a little mini Highland cow, and then um, we have horses. I have a horse that stalls here, and then we also board some horses. Then we just have your other basic stuff any farm would have, which is, you know, a great garden in the summer to can up some fresh vegetables for the winter and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our farm as uh, what it looks like with the animals that we have in our land. How many goats are you milking on a daily basis and how many might there be at a really large dairy in Oregon? So for us, we like I said, we have six does, and Oregon has some specific laws on how many um, goats you can have milking at any one time to be considered a small farm for like for dairies, and that's you have to be under nine goats that have milked at any one time. So currently we have six does. One's 15 years old, so she'll never be bred again. She just gets to live out her life here being loved. Um, Currently we have three that are pregnant. So once they're, um, after they have their babies and within a couple weeks after they have their babies, we'll start milking them twice a day. Um, So that's all I'll be milking this year is three of them. Last year, we had a pretty busy schedule, so we didn't even breed. There's some years we don't breed. Some years we may just breed one. We give everybody uh, a year off in between. So it's not like your typical um, CAFO or factory farm that you would consider where it's just this rotation of um, being bred and milked daily, basically for their whole life. Well, so, so, so three or, you know, maybe a few more at some point might be milked in your operation. Uh, How how many cows might there be at a, at a large commercial uh, dairy in Oregon? Oh, hundreds to thousands. Yeah. Hmm. Can you describe 
the 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 rule that those larger operations in terms of wastewater that that they've had to follow for a while now and that you now are going to have to follow just as of this year yeah yeah so with the confined um animal feed operation that CAFOs are usually considered, those animals are basically left in their buildings all day. Um, Some may get out on some pasture or a dry lot every now and then. Um, And so being housed inside of a facility all day, their their waste just goes up onto the, the ground, which is probably usually cement. And so then you, and they have, they're milking thousands of gallons a day where if I'm milking three goats a day, I'm maybe getting a gallon and a half, two gallons of milk a day. So there's a lot of waste that they have to move from a building to either, um, I don't know where they're, to their compost piles and then their um, holding containment systems for their wastewater and stuff. So I'm, I'm producing maybe a couple gallons of wastewater from cleaning my machinery. Plus my animals have free access to go outside at will. Um, and so then their their waste goes into the ground and fertilizes our hay fields, which we hay. And then in t- return, that um, we stock our hay, and that's what we feed our livestock throughout the year. And what do you do with the, 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 the handful of gallons of wastewater that you produce from the milking? So, I mean, we're in the country and we have a septic system. So whatever goes down the drain in um, the room, my milking room goes into our septic and then out to the drain field. Or there's been times where I just will throw it out onto the driveway and stuff. But how would your operation have to change uh, according Um, to new state rules? Yeah. So. I don't have all the specifics I would require. So you start with the process of the permitting process, which also you have to build your um, your plan. So you're um, figuring out what kind of containment system for that couple of gallons a day of wastewater from cleaning my machinery, what that would consist of. So there's, you know, thousands of dollars put into building a new containment um, waste holding system for the water. And then the rules of the manure that's produced, um, I would, you know, figure out what kind of system the county or the state would want that to be instead of just right now we have compost piles from like when I'm cleaning out a stall and stuff like that. But for the most part, they're going out into the grass and going. So it could be, you know, electrical plumbing um, and then all the permits on top of it would be thousands of dollars to create a system that's just not necessary for a small farm. My understanding is that it was large commercial dairy operations that pushed the state for for this change in rules, that pushed them to say, yeah. hey, it's not fair that we have to follow these rules in terms of animal waste, for example, or waste water, that these smaller operations don't. That's not a level playing field. What's your yeah. response? Um, you know, level playing field, I don't, I don't there's no threat from a small family farm, I think, to be even considered level playing field. This isn't even just about those that um, milk to sell milk or make a product out of the milk. It can it could be anyone that's milking for their own personal use. So um, a family that just has one cow and milking just to drink that milk is going to have to um, 
comply with a CAFO. Uh, so, and then, then I think that everybody's just enjoyed the, the ability to go to their local farm neighbor and buy fresh products. And again, I'm, I'm producing tops two gallons of milk a day. So there's, there's no competition there. Hmm. I should say we, we reached out to the Oregon Department of Agriculture. They said they don't provide comment on pending legislation, uh, some litigation. Uh, we also reached out to the Oregon Dairy Farmers Association, uh, and they did not make anybody available for comment. Okay. Uh, what, what would the penalties be if you don't follow these new rules? Yeah, as far as I'm reading it, if um, if everything goes through that Oregon's pushing, it, it can be like a $2,500 fine, and that could be per day, or it just puts me out of business um, where I'm I'm not milking and providing milk that um, for people to purchase or for I've sold to vets for sick animals because goat milk luckily is one of those milks that any animal can use. So a lot of vets will use goat milk to supplement a a sick animal, a puppy, a kitten um, stuff. So yeah, I would be basically um, out of business as far as that. My animals would still stay on my farm because uh, for us, our animals come first in their health and their happiness. Anyone that comes to the farm just uh, is amazed how spoiled our goats are. They're they're more like dogs than uh, they follow us around and they let us hug on them and love them. So yeah, we would just not be able to milk. Hmm. You mentioned that, that these new CAFO, confined animal feeding operation rules would apply even to people who uh, just have one cow and, and, and aren't um, selling commercially at all. Can you right. give us a sense for you know, some of the other farmers who you've been talking to um, who are a part of this lawsuit? Um, so th- there's three other farms and, and two are cows, cow dairies, and another small goat farm. So, I mean, we're all, we're all in the same um, predicament of what the, what the state's going to do. And then whether we try and um, come with tens of thousands of dollars to put in a system or, or call it quits. Um, yeah. Um, as far as the milking, like I say, my animals will stay no matter what, because their health and happiness comes first. So. Winnie Lavelle, thanks very much. Thank you. Hey, can I say one more thing? Uh, quickly, yes, you can. Yeah, quickly. So if anyone wants to learn any more about the, the case specifics, they can actually go to the Institute for Justice and read up on the case file itself. And that's just at ij.org. Winiva Lavelle is the owner and operator of Pure Grace Farm.